I'm Brent Feldman, and this is another episode of Mix and Matchbox. Today, I have with me Mike Bates, uh, the co-founder of Hero, and we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, his company and what he does. So, hey, Mike, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. That is great. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast today. Uh, really, I, I would I would love to ask you kind of first and foremost, uh, you know, what is Hero? That is a good question. Um, I find myself being entirely too long winded when when typically answering this question. The elevator pitch um, isn't yet uh, perfected, which is silly for being over three years. So I'll do my best. I, I'm um, 16 in and I'm still not good at it. So yeah. <laughs> it's it's tough when when you know a platform does so much to to succinctly describe it. But um, we we consider ourselves a remote support platform designed um, specifically with care agency providers in mind first. So what that means is if there's a company that provides care to individuals of, of, of varying amounts from a couple hours a day to 24 hours a day. Um, our platform is designed for those agencies to adopt so that they can form their own remote support team to administer monitoring and care remotely where cool. that fits, fits nicely. Um, and that in a nutshell is what hero is. That's awesome. Um, and you know, I, I know that you and I got a chance to like connect like a little bit before this to talk about like the origins. And it's interesting because you didn't necessarily start down this path with the intention of doing, you know, hero as it exists today. So, you know, yeah. What was that sort of kind of roundabout way that you ended up coming into the company as it is now? Yep. That, that story is, is, it's a rich one uh, with with probably more time than, than the podcast could hold. But the 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 gist of it is, is that uh, a buddy of mine and I started a um, company that was trying to tackle the issue of voice and video communication. Mind you, this is prior to covid. This is prior really to any sort of rise from Zoom that everybody knows and just absolutely loves. Um, re really, at the time, the best thing going was Skype. And I think you can say that word to just about anybody and like their skin starts to crawl a little bit. Um, and so that was kind of the idea of this company that, that we had started um, was to make voice and video communication a, a heck of a lot easier and actually started with the emphasis on, on voice, not even video. Uh, we were working remotely together um, across the country and wanted a really easy way to just strike up a dialogue really quick without having to disrupt your workflow with opening up an application, um, call, you know, hitting the call button, whatever, like it, it, whatever you were working on is now covered up by the Skype screen or, or whatever. Um, and so we started down that route and um, actually had something pretty, pretty good on our hands. Um, it, it garnered some interest. And we found ourselves in an accelerator program here in Springfield, Missouri, um, with the eFactory. Um, and it was the first, first cohort they had run of this. And we were accepted into that program. And that, um, you know, gave us, gave us some monies. It gave us some room to operate. And we also took on um, investment 
and it was our uh, key investor in that equation that is kind of that is the start um, of how the hero story started to come to be. Uh, he had uh, approached us and asked, um, hey, I've got this idea for this void that exists in this market for, you know, specifically th these care provider agencies. There's a big trend, a uh, big push to do remote monitoring, but pretty much everything that exists out there requires that they as an organization then basically outsource the work because they need the technology that these companies offer, but then those companies also then provide the monitoring. And so it's just kind of a silly equation. And so, you know, he had the idea of, you know, this platform that he was, you know, looking to potentially create and thought that um, our product at the time could be a good add-in to fuel kind of that voice and video communication portion of it. And so that's really the, the start of that. And um, I, as I tend to do, got pretty uh, invested quickly in, in that idea and slapped together, uh, you know, a, a really rough prototype, you know, an MVP um, of, of this that was much more than just the voice and video stuff. Um, you know, he, he had explained the idea of using sensor technology and, you know, how that would be related to this. And so I kind of jumped in slapped together this this concept um, that also did use the voice and video communication. And, and the concept was interesting. It was um, <laughs> the display of it was just a command line interface. So like that's how the thing operated. And so you'd start it up um, and then um, it would detect, you know, something from a sensor mimicking sort of like a fall. Um, and then it had, you know, voice uh, capability in there. So, you know, it spoke out looks like something might be wrong. Is everything okay? And then it would listen for a voice response back from that of listening for keywords, no help fall, like right, all these keywords. And if, and if that was detected, then it would automatically spin up a voice connection, you know, to the, to the care providing side. Um, and so that, that, that was the prototype and we started showing it off uh, to some people that, that we believe would be interested in that some connections that, that Jim, um, had our investor and now co-founder of, of Hero. Um, and uh, so we, we started showing it off and it, it got a lot of interest. Um, eventually led to a meeting with um, some heads of uh, Department of Mental Health um, here in the state of Missouri. And they, you know, kind of signaled a thumbs up. And it was at that point, a lot had transpired prior to that, but it was at that point that we had decided you know, if, if, if they're showing interest in it, we know we've got something on our hands here. And so that had happened. Um, it went well, that meeting went really well and we decided to make it a reality. And so really all of the eggs went into the hero basket, um, at, at that point and the rest is history, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, that's so cool. Uh, you know, like kind of organically coming together in some sort of sense. Uh, but really, you know, yeah, I guess prompted by, you know, one of your other co-founders, but it's cool because, um, there, there, there is, you know, there's definitely that need, that gap in the marketplace and it's cool that technology is able to fill it in a way. And certainly, you know, with the aid, the help of, you know, what you guys are able to do, um, at the end of the day, you know, I guess if, if, it's okay to say that, you know, your product really does, it's meant to help people. It's aided by technology, but it does. Um, but, you know, is there a way, a long story short, you know, sort of condensed version that you can say of like, this is really what it does 
this is how our product helps people. Yeah. So it, it helps people on a lot of different levels. And, and that's one of the really humbling things about this is, is not only the immediate uh, need of, of these, these individuals, right. Who, who need some level of, of care and assistance um, that that's obviously like our, our focus all the time, even though, you know, I, I say that we are kind of a provider first platform that is, that is true. Um, but, but we're always concerned about the individuals themselves. Um, so that one is the most like profound and like the one that you feel the most, uh, because these, these individuals are, you know, exist on, on a, a vast spectrum of, of needs. And a lot of times, uh, especially for the ones that, that are, you know, well-suited for this type of situation, a lot of times they don't need people, you know, care providers in their home um, as, as often as they are. But prior to technology existing or, or the, their market being ready for it, <laughs> um, they it had no other options, right? So like the only option was, you either have somebody in the home or you don't. Um, and, and there's there's no kind of in-between space. And that's really what Hero is, is an in-between space. So picture, if you will, um, you know, being in your home overnight and, and having somebody, you know, camped out on the couch, um, you know, there to just monitor you, you know, just because. Um, and that's not to say that, like, this works for every situation because it doesn't. Uh, but there is a very large amount of situations where this works great for. And so even just those immediate solutions we saw of, you know, providers being able to pull out over overnight staff inside a home, the level of autonomy and independence that that brings to somebody can't be overstated. I mean, like we, we knew it was going to be really good, um, but interacting with these individuals and seeing firsthand how it just brings so much independence to them um, is, is amazing. Uh, so th there's those direct, you know, individuals that are being served by this, but you can keep climbing up the ladder. Um, so from a um, state standpoint, from a provider standpoint and the state, which kind of go hand in hand, um, you know, there, there's a reality of money and, and, you know, capacity of hiring people that is also a big part of this equation. So these companies are finding it hard to even hire enough people. And when they have enough people, um, you know, paying them, them well enough to want to hang around. Um, there's, there's so many things stretching the system thin. And so, you know, even though we're talking about like funding mechanisms and state stuff at the end of the day, these are all people too. Right. So making their jobs great, being able to, uh, you know, fulfill their, you know, calling to help um, individuals. This provides a mechanism now for them, for their net to be cast in a much wider way um, than, than without technology. So we're making, you know, we're, we're enriching those lives. Um, the companies now are able to sustain a lot easier. Um, the state's funding mechanisms now can spread farther. Um, the families of these individuals now are made better. Um, there, it, there's just a lot, a lot of people's lives that gets touched on this. So that is really cool. 
Yeah, that that totally answers it. Well, and it's something that I'm sure maybe wasn't even intended, you know, when you got into it of uh, of how sprawling it may be. But, you know, the fact that, um, you know, realizing maybe one gap in the marketplace, you know, illuminates all these others. And uh, right. and I think you touched on a really important one, which is, you know, privacy. And I think, you know, people are more cognizant now than they were ever of, you know, kind of like the, the digital overlords that, you know, <laughs> we have with. Uh, you know, pervasive technology monitoring, all that sort of stuff everywhere. But I think, you know, you brought up a really important point and uh, and something very real for people to where, you know, sometimes uh, because of this current construct, uh, people have to deal with people inside of their home or inside of their space in lieu of some sort of technology, you know, sort of monitoring. But, you know, that that is that is a very real problem that hopefully this solves by, you know, putting technology in place. No longer does somebody have to be in, in that space, giving them the autonomy and freedom in which you kind of mentioned. But, you know, as a whole, um, since it is a technology based product, you know, obviously there's this physical sense, but there's this also digital sense of privacy, too. So what what is kind of privacy mean to you in the aspect of like, uh, you know, uh, considering your product? Yeah, that you were dead on. Um, pri privacy is huge. Um, you know, you get into the space of comparing like technologies. Um, and, and I think that, you know, most people are, are going to immediately think of, um, you know, like Amazon, uh, you know, Alexa type devices and, and, you know, environmental sensing devices that, you know, you can very easily go pick up off the shelf at, at Best Buy and such. Um, I, I do, the audience listening to this is probably not going to bat an eye at the fact that like Amazon, the Facebooks, the Googles are a bit creepy. I mean, like we, we, we use them. We have to use them. They, they help run, you know, our lives as, you know, uh, technology laden people. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, there is some, a little bit of eh, creepiness in there. And, and even myself, like I don't get to the quite the tinfoil hat level of of you know like none of that, but it is a bit weird to me. Um, so we set out not only from that aspect, but also from the aspect of needing to have much more um, control and capability over these devices. We set out as being the goal of not using any of of those type of technologies. Um, again, from the security standpoint, ugh. Um, from a logistical standpoint, like those type of devices, you know, it, to even utilize them, what's the first thing you need? Well, you need a Google account or you need a Facebook account. Uh, we can't expect that, you know, anyone has these things set up and, and nor should we want them to go set up those accounts just to use, you know, these things. Um, so that, that removes, you know, a lot of, on like security risks that we don't have a lot of control over. Cool. Um, and so when we use our own devices and, and, you know, if we haven't produced something ourselves, you know, say from like a hardware level, you know, we, we are utilizing hardware that, that is not phoning back home, you know, to some other server, it's all processed locally. And, and therefore we, we have control over that as rest, as well as the rest of our stack. So everything that we utilize, like, um, we have either built ourselves or we're using a platform or system um, that is designed to be able to uh, use to create stuff and 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 is 
made specifically for like product development and and not so much as like some other you know commodity like use uh consumery type service that is made to like ring right like right. um n- n- we're not using like a ring type technology uh, if we are using another service it's designed to be integrated into something custom um, yeah so you aren't just selling we- it to a data broker or something you know right. like yeah. offloading this data it's uh every everything is kind of purposefully integrated yep yep exactly right Honestly, that is that is really cool. And that's good to know, um, because, yeah, especially as, you know, people look for the convenience of tying into some of those other services of like, oh, sweet, I'll just use my Google login. You know, number one, right. that just like you said, has the expectation of that, you know, person, that consumer that that, you know, actually has that. And then on the second point, you know, what are they doing with the data? Just yep. because you logged in using that. OK, now are they siphoning off, you know, usage data? Are they pulling anything else that may be common? compromising or, you know, personally identifying. I think there's, you know, there's huge, um, even though convenience is, is, you know, really high for people, uh, you know, realizing what that does to their own personal information, where it gets used and how it it should probably cause more people concern, but it's good that you guys have a mindset of, um, controlling that as much as you can. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it is cool also because you're dealing with people who, you know, are, are needing this sort of, you know, care, um, that accessibility in, you know, whatever way you kind of want to think about it plays into it. And for us, you know, we're, you know, doing web design and development. We're constantly thinking of web accessibility. How are people with, um, who are, you know, have, uh, you know, potentially limited abilities on, you know, sight, on hearing, on like, you know, other sort of, um, you know, complications with their ability to do the things that everybody else may, you know, enjoy to do. Uh, I, I, I think that's a big thing for us for trying to like, you know, how can we enable websites to, you know, make sure that screen readers can read them effectively, you know, dealing with, you know, anything that we control within our abilities as, you know, from the web accessibility standpoint, but as accessibility obviously extends beyond that. I mean, there's ADA laws and regulations for like, you know, buildings and codes and practices. What does accessibility kind of mean to you and your organization as you are, you are enabling in a sense, uh, you know, the ability of care to be provided, but what, what as a whole does accessibility kind of mean to your organization? It's, it's kind of an interesting um, kind of evolution of of how accessibility rose to the level of importance um, in in hero as it has, um, and almost kind of sad on on one sense that like we always knew that that was going to be of importance, but as more of a in the beginning, as more of a tech minded company. Um, more so than say, you know, a company, um, that, that has roots and has experience in, in this field. Um, we, we probably didn't put as much emphasis up front as, as we should have. And I mentioned that because it came down like a ton of bricks. Um, when we were at some early, uh, shows like trade shows and, and just demoing in the, in the state of demoing stuff and, we, we started experiencing firsthand, you know, individuals coming up with a range of, of disabilities from sight to hearing. And um, when they're standing there, you know, really interested in how this can work for them and we're kind of empty handed, uh, that, that was a very sobering experience. 
and led then directly to, uh, you know, a, a bit of an obsession about how we can be serving these individuals better. And that has remained a constant and, and is not anything that, that we don't think about anymore. And so there will, there will always be areas where we can improve that. Um, but, but it was, we were fortunate enough to, to have directly experienced that uh, because it puts you, you know, in obviously not nearly as a vulnerable state as, as they were in, uh, but, you know, at least as, as close as possible to, to feeling that. Um, and so that has driven a lot of, of, like I said, to kind of an on point of obsession where, you know, nearly every feature we're talking about, well, let's broaden that and, and talk about how uh, this can serve, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, type impairments. And uh, that's a guiding light for us now. Yeah. Sometimes it's those tough situations that you, you deal with that drive you to, you know, make a better product at the end of the day. So that's, I, I feel like that's super real and helpful, you know, for anybody to hear that. Yeah. Sometimes it's bad news that you're like, okay, we didn't consider this and that is yeah. actually true. But then, you know, it, it ends up helping to make, um, you know, yeah, things better, not only for, you know, your company in general, but for absolutely the people you serve. So that, yeah. that, that's, that is, that's super helpful. Um, you know, in terms of how you're kind of constructing your product and you mentioned that there's other kind of quote unquote players in the marketplace. Um, what would you say, um, is, uh, is the way that you're approaching things differently maybe than your competitors? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, some of that kind of already mentioned. Um, and, and I don't, I don't want to make it sound like we're the only company operating this way. Uh, but, but I can say we are one of very few. So one of the big differentiating features, um, is focusing on providing a product, uh, for agencies. Um, so, so many of the other products out there, you know, are, um, are, are meant to have the tech shipped to them or installed. Um, and then that company then provide the support. And there is space for that. Don't get me wrong, especially for um, smaller agencies that may not have, they don't have the capacity to create their own, you know, um, call center, uh, if you will, uh, their own remote force, or maybe, um, a, a small family or, you know, like there, there is situations where, where that makes sense and, and we're not blind to that. Um, but uh, the void specifically existed in, in uh, solutions designed for more of an enterprise type setting. So, so that's certainly one of our biggest differentiators. And then kind of down from that, uh, like I kind of touched on earlier is just technology choices. Um, there are, I see, you know, with many companies that, that they're using, you know, more of the off the shelf type um, systems, which when, when you're providing the care, when you're providing the monitoring, that's kind of okay to a certain extent, at least from a logistical standpoint, because you're not putting the onus on the agency to manage, deploy, and, you know, do all that stuff. So if you want to use a ring camera for something, cool, because you're the, you're the one providing the monitoring, like you're probably dealing with setting up, you know, the ring account password, like you are managing that. Um, but in, in this enterprise setting, we, we cannot tell an agency, oh, make sure, you know, 
uh, individual A has, you know, these, these Google accounts set up, like you may need to go set it up for them. That's a nightmare for them to manage. Like it just, it just doesn't work. Um, and I think that's a big part of the reason that very few companies have a platform like we do is because that's a lot of work to build, you know, that kind of infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there is a lot of consumer and commodity hardware out there that, that, in truth, probably works well for smaller settings. But when you're worried about, you know, a company that employs hundreds or thousands of employees and, and provides care for, you know, thousands to ten, tens of thousands of individuals, you, you can't, that is unscalable. Um, and so that's, that's a big part of, of where we are different. We now give them, they don't have to worry about the tech at all. They they get services with us and they log straight into a dashboard where now they can monitor, you know, up to 16 locations or whatever the state allows. Um, and they didn't have to worry about any of the tech. And we're there to support that entire platform. So should they have any issues, like we're there to, to solve that. Um, and you're just not going to get that with, you know, kind of like a DIY type setup or, you know, you're not going to get that at all with companies who you're farming the workout to. And, and what's funny about those situations is oftentimes, you know, those, those remote monitoring services can't do much anyways, right? They can, they can touch base, you know, either via voice or video, but if they're not there, right, they're calling to the agency saying, Hey, you need to go over to so-and-so's house. There might be something up. Why didn't they just do that themselves right it's like adt being uh you know not being able to call the fire department uh right yeah it's yep. like hey there's a problem cool that's great uh yep. but <laughs> yep. how can you actually exactly. help me? <laughs> yep. well with this view of kind of like not only you know the market but your product and like you know maybe other products that are you know kind of in the marketplace um is there anything that you feel like is maybe um plaguing more rapid adoption of technology like this because you know from my standpoint as a lay person you know somebody not you know directly you know in it it honestly it sounds fantastic and it sounds like certainly from you know some of the other benefits you had mentioned it you know relieving some of the the strain and stress on these facilities that are frequently looking to, you know, hire and get more staff, more people, um, because they need it. And especially because of the demand on the physical presence, um, you know, is there anything though, that, that you feel like is kind of standing in the way of, you know, yeah, people, you know, a greater uptake of this type of technology? Yeah, I think there's, that could be, you go in several different directions with this, but I, I, unfortunately it's, it's, the 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 difficulty of of setting up in the context of a larger organization type setup the difficulty of of setting something up like this i think a lot of people have the perception that you, that you can just use you know off off the shelf technology and again while that's true for limited you know situations single family mem- you know single family type, type setup um when you're thinking about a larger um operation I think that there is a, a an idea or an assumption that you can actually utilize those things that you can go get at Best Buy and just throw them in there. Um, and that certainly, I think, paints a lot of people's um, outlook on how this kind of technology can be used because, you know, likely what they're going to experience is just a lot of friction. You know, went down, heck, the internet's out. I've gotten a way to, you know, 
get a report that this device is offline. It happened in a crucial moment. So therefore, nah, tech sucks. Like just get, get somebody back in, in the home. Um, and because of how ubiquitous those type of devices are for a consumer market, I think hurts a bit of a bit of the idea of this because people don't trust it. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're scared that it's not going to work in the time they need it to, uh, which is all true. Um, and so, so I think that, that, uh, that certainly doesn't help things. There's also, I think one of the, this is something that we come across a lot is that there's a couple of device types, um, that people are, are understandably pretty weary of. And one of those, uh, would be video cameras. Nobody wants a video camera in their home. I had nobody. Right. Um, and I, we see that, uh, there, you know, there are companies out there who kind of exclusively base their offering on video cameras and it's understandable in a certain sense because video cameras can do a lot right with processing that data. You can detect motion. You can even detect face, uh, body, right? Like you, you can do a lot with video cameras and it's, it's kind of understandable, to a certain extent, why you would make the choice to kind of lean into video technology. But at the end of the day, nobody wants that in their home. Uh, the state of Missouri specifically does not like cameras. Other states feel differently about them. But uh, with the state of Missouri, um, you you actually, you know, if you're operating under, under Medicaid um, uh, setup, they won't fund anything that utilizes video cameras unless specifically there is, you know, um, a sign off um, in, in an individual's service plan to use that. So video, video cameras definitely um, paint, you know, that, that, that the idea of this. And I think a lot of people have the assumption that video cameras are being used or heck, even things like a motion sensor or an environmental sensor that looks perhaps a bit like an eyeball or something weird right like that that can be weird right and so like you you know really we make a a very uh specific point you know to illustrate like these are not this is not capturing anything we will use cameras occasionally but typically they're outside facing so at someone's door so then they can pull up you know our our device and look like who's at the door um, those type of things, or if perhaps there's an issue with people coming by the house, um, just recording those things. But even then that has to be approved. Um, the, and another thing is, um, uh, something like a bed sensor. This is something that, um, we end up coaching a lot on too. Um, you know, you get the idea of like, I don't want anybody, you know, tracking my sleep and, you know, I don't, I don't need to know this. And no, no one needs to be knowing that. Um, but it's, it's one of the most useful sensors we have in our arsenal because there's so much that you can combine that data with to gain awareness. So, for example, is the front door open? Is so-and-so in bed? If they're in bed and that door is open, we might have a big problem. Um, mm-hmm. So being able to, to you know, tie those pieces together, it's, it's, it's not so much a tracking mechanism as much as it is um, a data point to help tell a story with other things going on. Um, so without breaking down those, those barriers and explaining those things, those are, those are certainly some, some points that um, keep people just perhaps a bit skeptical of, of what these things are. Um, and that can certainly impede uh, adoption. 
Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, what I'm kind of understanding is just what you said, like the the uh, the you're teaching your audience, uh, but you're also kind of instructing, you know, the market or the potential customer as well on, you know, where it can be employed, how it can be employed in order to like, you know, be effective. Uh, and it doesn't have to rely on something just like video technology, as you were saying. And, and, and I feel like that is super important for people to understand, because, yeah, as we were talking about privacy, obviously, you know, the the kind of pervasive you know uh technology overlords and cameras everywhere and all yeah. sorts of big brother stuff yeah it doesn't make people feel super excited about it but you know i i think the big lesson is that it doesn't necessarily have to rely on just that uh and in fact that may be even one of the least helpful things uh potentially in in the entire equation so that's that's yep. cool that's that's really that's nice to understand um, as far as like, you know, other applications of, you know, this technology and, you know, the devices, sensors, you know, all the things that kind of are the componentry of it. Um, there's a lot of things where a lot of situations where it can apply, not just where it already has been, you know, kind of used, uh, at least these are things in my head where I feel like they could be super helpful understanding, you know, like maybe that people who are dealing with home hospice, uh, people who are dealing with like, you know, special needs children, uh, certainly, you know, there's a lot of places where this could be potentially used. Where do you see your product potentially being used in the future? So we are in complete agreement with that statement. Um, we, we know that it can be used in a lot of other places and um, we operate accordingly. Um, I'm not going to say there's any specific plans just yet, um, but I will say that we construct our product and every new feature that we create for it with that specific thing in mind. <laughs> um, and that's, that's perhaps as much as I can say on that matter. <laughs> That's totally understandable. I understand <laughs> that, uh, you know, as you're kind of working in an industry where other people are certainly putting out, uh, you know, new products, reaching out to new markets, uh, some of that has to stay under wraps. But at the same time, it is cool to know that this kind of thing exists. And I really hope some of the people, you know, listening here, maybe are just learning the, you know, about uh, this kind of technology and and exploring for themselves. So even outside of the things that, you know, may, maybe you're looking at or I'm mentioning, other people are, you know, thinking of new ways it could potentially be applied to. Um, but uh, at, at the end of the day, you know, like uh, you've you've employed video, uh, you know, the the thought of kind of like IOT sensors. Is there any sort of next evolution of your product that you can speak on any level about? <sighs> um, I'll kind of say this, um, we hardware wise, um, uh, from like a sensor standpoint, um, we've, we've had pretty good luck with some technology choices we've made. Um, but as we look at it, at what expansion looks like, um, we know that there are some pretty serious barriers um to to some of the aspects of that hardware uh, right now we've been deploying all of this stuff so we run the installs um, we know this technology inside and out um but having done this now for several years uh, we've seen where the shortcomings are um on a lot of that hardware stuff both from a logistical standpoint to feature standpoints to everything um and 
we are pretty heavily set on solving a lot of those issues. And, um, you know, I would just say, keep an eye on, on moves that, that hero as a company is making over the next, uh, couple of years. And, uh, yeah, we're, we are, we, we are aware that there's a lot that can be done and, and we're, we're pretty certain, um, that, that we've got some good answers to, to those things. That's awesome. That that is cool. <laughs> I, I I totally I respect. I understand. You know, you uh, can't take the wraps off too much. But um, I feel like there is. There's you know a big gap in the marketplace. We talked. I, I think you know the the last time you and I just personally about uh, how um, especially within um, certainly in senior services, there's gaps in the marketplace. There's just there's so much that can potentially be done yes. that would hopefully relieve burdens uh, for for a lot of people. Whether that's you know the actual care providers themselves whether that's for the actual individuals so i'm super excited to see wherever you know the product kind of takes you and the company and uh and i'm um, you know nice to have that that kind of um element being explored in the marketplace uh because uh there there's quite a bit of need for it i'm sure um yeah. but you know no matter what uh i you know is there anything else that you feel like you know you want you know the audience to know or you know anybody kind of looking into hero or like products you know uh about you know the market or anything else you feel like you want them to to check out or understand about your company yeah uh certainly um if you know if anyone listening to this is is familiar with the space of you know care provider agencies whether you work for one you've got family members receiving services uh by by one um definitely take take a look at our website it's a hero life Dot com and that's h e a r o life l i f e dot com and you can find out some more information about the company um you can reach out and contact us we have given the nature of how challenging it is to grok all of this information um we we actually have a trailer that that we've outfitted much like a much like a home and it's it's equipped with all of our technology, and we are really invested in taking that on the road, wherever that may be. I think we may be even heading out to the East Coast here um, in, in a couple of weeks. Um, if, if anybody is interested in that, certainly contact us through the site. Uh, we would be happy to get that trailer out. We feel it's one of the best ways um, to truly uh, feel this. Uh, we, you know, we have online demos that we give. It, it's just not the same as, as seeing it all in person. Um, but, but that'd be the biggest thing I would impart. Um, you know, if, if, if you feel like there might be a connection to be made here, certainly reach out to us. Um, and we're always happy to talk. Cool. Uh, I, I, I must say that, you know, talking to you about this, you know, the last time and this time, you know, really about, uh, you know, kind of digging into your thoughts and perspectives on not only the product, the market, but actually just, you know, security, privacy, accessibility and stuff uh, it is really fun. And, uh, you know, and definitely I, I appreciate where you're going with everything and and definitely wish you the best of luck and success with like, you know, the company. Uh, so seriously, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. I certainly hope that everybody else in the audience does. But, um, you know, thank you so much for joining joining me and uh yeah and talking a little bit more about hero i appreciate it hey, yeah yeah absolutely my pleasure this is this has been fun cool well thank you uh this has been another episode of mix and matchbox i'm your host brent feldman uh, i've been here with uh mike bates uh of hero co-founder and so yeah definitely thank you very much like subscribe and we'll be back with more content